0: short months but damn it it feels good to be back in the old captain seat here and uh you know i am i am i goose and you're maverick or am i maverick and you're goose how, how, how does this work i mean it's we, we follow you pal <laughs> i mean this is uh you know this is an equal opportunity podcast here you know we we, we take turns in the captain seat around your boat but man it is great hey, to see you brother. great
1: to be back yeah. well, friend.
0: This is, uh, you know I, I think it's fitting as we were talking about just before we started recording here that our last podcast together was uh, getting ready for the Masters, yeah. which Scotty Scheffler would uh, go on to win just a few days later. Yep, And here we are bringing up the rear of the 2022 major golf season uh, on the heels of the Open Championship. And uh, I think it's great because now we actually have a whole season of majors we can talk and discuss about at length. And also, I, I've always kind of considered this podcast to be operating at its absolute apex on the margins, on the shoulder season in the yeah. offseason. You know, a, a lot of these podcasts out here boat, oh, yeah. they need major championship golf every couple of weeks to have enough content to talk about to keep, you know, stay interesting and relevant. For us, we that's exactly the opposite. We we thrive. <laughs> Absolutely. We we thrive in the chaos of the offseason. I I love chatting with you to get pumped for the following golf season yeah. more so than discussing the action happening in that moment during the middle and heart of major championship season. This is partially, you know, me ranting to kind of excuse us from uh be, being a little absent here these last couple months but hey life gets in the way and it, again we're, we're about to start thriving yourself there, there's there's it, no apologies coming it's, from me it's a really slow
1: sports week so it's a it's a good opportunity for us to <laughs> pump it up a little bit
0: it is it is um over these last couple months everything has been in good with you i, I don't know if there's uh you know any of our listeners have been waiting on bated breath to see what's going on with uh with bennett valley and you and everything like that but now it's yeah. it's all happened everything's doing fine so you, the golf everything's good with you. Is,
1: is now under the management of Touchstone mm-hmm. um, LLC. They operate out of the Bay Area. They've got courses everywhere, um, locally, Presidio and Tilden Park, mm-hmm. and now Bennett Valley. So I, I
0: I don't know if they still are, but I know that um, Lake, uh, Lake Chabot, Chabot, was there for a while. I think I don't that's
1: know. one of them too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're in there. Uh, the restaurant is still not open there you know as as all of you know who live in really anywhere anytime you go to a restaurant you're going to see the you know help wanted sign out front um but i the the, the shop is open the course is open uh they're hoping to get the restaurant open sometime shortly uh hopefully before august uh the new head pro is my buddy cj snyder great grew up playing uh high school and and junior golf and country club golf against him Uh, great guy his dad was longtime pro at uh at meadow club steve Snyder. okay uh so i've known cj a long time he's doing a or he, he will do a great job uh you know anytime you're gonna switch transition or you know get new people aboard it's gonna take a little bit of time to get your uh you know he just needs need more uh boots on the ground uh maintenance guys some left shop guys a lot of us left um mm-hmm. i'm not there anymore and uh you know it just takes time uh before they can feel comfortable and hopefully they they get to a position where they do feel comfortable before you know they start the leagues back up and stuff like that sure it really gets hectic with afternoon golfers hoping to play 18 before league and all this and uh you know it seems like we're in what we are in the middle of summer but high school starts up back in less than a month so you know you'll have the high school teams out there um a lot of moving pieces parts so I, i think they're off to a good start though i do
0: Good. Yeah. Have you uh, have you had a chance to go to Benne Valley since your since your retirement? I've
1: I've gone and putted once, um, just in the late evening. It's a little it's a little weird going to going to the old office and knowing that that uh, you know. I mean, it... I wouldn't even want to guess how many times I've entered and exited that parking lot. There's maybe like a couple people that have it have done it more than me. Um, Not many. So yeah, no, it was weird driving in. Um, but I think it's it's yeah. I've, Got uh, some, uh, some, actually, it is in the works, um, so I think it's, for me, it was a good change um, to explore a little different avenue of mm-hmm. the golf business, so I'm excited, um, and I wish them all the best, because Bennett Valley's still our home. It's all we, our we home. Don't, we don't want to see that I, I I
0: couldn't agree more, and uh, I, I got to say, though, you know, yeah. in this moment, and I, 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 I said the same thing when I saw you when we were coming into the, uh, the dojo here to start yeah. our podcast, that retirement just seems to be treating you exceptionally well you you, you appear to be thriving i you, yeah. you you look fantastic i mean yeah you, it's, your skin it's is great. luminous i mean you, you just you just seem like just... nice and tan Whew. uh
1: you know i'm using moisturizer um things are going well going on my walks and as i told you i've been escaping out to uh the east course out to out at oakmont or i guess it's the sugar love club maybe now, technically Atlanta? it's
0: at. Uh, well I, I got to play it for the first time in several years yesterday morning and uh my playing partner told me, "Do you want to go to Sugarloaf?" And I was like, <laughs> like "I have no idea. I have no idea what the hell that is, man." I you like, I did. I, and he's like, "Oakmont East." I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah." That's, it's a treat. I got it.
1: I've just been going out there, um, evening when it's super shady. It's they got the pond there and all sorts of shots that you can hit around the green.
0: What's the uh, what's a mosquito situation in the practice green with the pond right there? Zero mosquito mosquitoes oh. reported. Great. Yeah. Oh. It was, huh. I, that would have been my only hesitation for an evening out there. I that's, that's haven't been it. nipped once. Great news. Um
1: And it's, you know, as I told you before, 5.30 p.m., usually jawed a couple hours in, and there's like five cars in the parking lot. I literally, if I see a golfer making the turn from 9 to 10, I'm like,
0: wow. it's There's no one there. It sounds to me like it would be a prime place to be able to go get 18 holes in before dark if people, you're starting at yeah. like 6 or 7 o'clock in the P- summer. People walking crazy.
1: their dogs, like it's, it's a ghost town. And it's just a – totally covered with shade just playing the music on the phone it's love that it's awesome so i've been doing that that's kind of been my getaway and then late evening walk and um yeah it's retired life is i'm i'm digging
0: it I like i said you, you wear it very well man yeah i mean we, with all the short game practice have you know given that there's you know less things occupying your mind distracting you and everything i mean do you feel like you've made some good progress with the i short was
1: game? I, it's been I, you know i was really abundantly clear I played around a round of golf two Fridays ago two Fridays ago yeah two Fridays ago with our buddies at uh, uh, Tom Harrison his. you know I, I think I told you last time got to play with Matt Kane again the, the pitcher um, for our San Francisco Giants of course we had a pretty good uh, best ball going between I think probably had to be somewhere around 29 or 30 between us two on the back nine I think I hit Every green and somehow managed to shoot one under on that side, or even, but I missed a bunch of short
0: ones. Not, not to you know, to jump ahead. But it's very, very rorish of you.
1: Yeah, no, it was. I, 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 think the longest birdie putt I had was probably twelve feet. Sick, and I could not make anything. I think I made one of them. Huh. So that that got me out to the East Course to to work on the short game.
0: Long look in the mirror that night was yeah. like okay yeah
1: all right we and we know where to improve matt good matt almost drove uh 16 again uh-huh. he was he was leaving a, bl- a little bit out to the right on the uh, front nine and then absolutely just squared up everything on the back nine and it was really impressive mm-hmm. really impressive great yeah very cool man very very cool so uh-huh. that
0: inspired me to get get back to the roots short game you know, hey man, it's uh, it's the Brendan. But I mean, honestly, your your golf swing, you know, for for those people that haven't uh, had, had the the pleasure mm-hmm. of getting to play golf with you, your swing is very in control. Yeah. So I don't really feel like there's much. I don't know. I, I feel like if you're working on your irons and your driver a lot, like obviously you would get better with more practice. Mm-hmm. But I would say like where there's for you always gonna be the most area for improvement i would think would be the short game
1: As that's just... where the most rust builds up and you know my swing is i'd like to say just because it's so abbreviated on the way back is we compact um Com- compact know, would work compact and in <laughs> well i just feel like this what... way this way and that way but um i for, for me if i if i'm just finishing my swing and maintaining my balance that's a quick kind of that's not going to yeah. take well I, four or five hundred balls. That's I, a, that's I mainly a say pencil.
0: for you, like there, there's more improvement because I mean for you, I, I think you know given because you've had been dealing with mm-hmm. I don't know how many different injuries like yeah. over the last decade Too plus. Many. Like club head ball speeds just not probably what isn't yeah. what it used to be nowhere. Near. And I would imagine unless you start get super super healthy again, yeah. You're you're probably not chasing ball speed and chasing a bunch of distance to get back to where you were. I'd like to. Achieving. I'd like to. If you do, then yeah. all of a sudden, then it's a different discussion where like, yeah, then all of a sudden there's a ton of room for improvement. Yeah. But as long as you're dealing with injuries and stuff like that, yeah. it's probably much safer mm-hmm. and better for you just to kind of focus on the short game. to kind of. Yeah, get, and
1: it's but, easier to do. It's not a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm not going to go beat three, four hundred balls. I can't do that.
0: That sounds exotic. Like, honestly, as somebody that's pretty healthy, hitting three or four hundred range balls sounds kind of miserable
1: oh, i don't know how i used to hit six seven eight hundred <laughs> a day and then do it do it the next day for five six seven Whew. eight years straight man that's why that's why my body hurts yeah that's uh that's my a bones lot. are weary yeah bones are
0: weary <laughs> um well shoot man that's well that's great i'm glad you were doing well yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that everything is you know the, the summer has been treating you well yeah um it, it is going to be the summer of jess it, it currently is summer of jess yeah which, which is great
1: yeah, I've got uh, uh, almost
0: a month until the next journey starts. Mm. Yeah, a little under a month. Are so. we uh, should, should we wait for the next podcast to get more details on the on the on the journey? Uh, no, uh, no. We, can, I mean, it's, it's we don't we, we don't need to blow our load, you know, right no. right at the the, the 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 top of the the very first podcast back. But I mean, no. So I along I, with many of the viewers, we're we're, we're so curious. We, we we kind of you know we no, love this journey so, for
1: you. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm super pumped to announce that I'm the next. Assistant, men's and women's head golf, or not head uh, assistant golf coach at Snow State University. Awesome, yeah, awesome. So, Congratulations, thank brother. you, buddy. Yeah, we're gonna go uh, go coach with Val, and um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm excited to to get back into competitive golf mm-hmm. at that level. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and the opportunity came back around, and we jumped at it, and um, beat out a couple of other fine young men and i'm excited uh really excited to start in august
0: well first of all congratulations to you and your team thank you yeah. that, 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 that's huge. honestly i mean obviously we both know val pretty well I, yeah i val is just a gem of a human i think for Absolutely. you to be able to coach with him yeah man those those players out there are they're phew, lucky that's yeah i'm good. excited that's we gonna be little, really really awesome did a little
1: plane interview with him at uh foxtail and i got to play with the girls team captain and we rode all nine holes together and mm-hmm just kind of talked about philosophy and college life and you know kind of things that we both need to improve on and my college experience and the whole thing of playing a you know a three-round tournament where you mentally you can't get down on yourself for a couple bad holes in a row it's like mm-hmm. yeah, i got a lot of golf so it was a it was a blast meeting sam and um looking forward to working with her and her teammates and the guys as well and so um uh, Oh, I'm super excited. That's awesome. Is yeah. this a, is
0: this going to be like a year round thing? Have, yeah, you, it's okay. a full
1: full time uh, full time position. So, um,
0: yeah, awesome. Yep, dude, that's really exciting. I'm yeah really stoked for you. That's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm
0: really excited. Can't <sighs> wait to dig in. God, summer of Jess leading into just a yeah. sensational year of competitive collegiate golf. Yeah, we love that. Although given that it's a full time position, I assume this means that. Uh,
1: yep. <sighs> yep, they're going to be, and I, I'm going to. Uh, I, I I texted Dean. He's on vacation, but um, and, and I, I already let my players know before I told anyone else at Montgomery. Sure, I'm gonna do as much as I can, um, but I I can't take on the head coaching uh, position. So there's, uh,
0: I think you'd be doing the you know your the high school players a disservice yeah. if you were trying to basically yeah. give them leftover time. I mean, they no, they deserve more. So and, shoot man, what a, what a hell of a run too. I mean yeah, this, this is this is how many years now is the Mo, the Montgomery uh, ten uh... ten is the head coach sixteen. Uh,
1: let's see, I got back in 2015, so that would have been my 15th year.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to apologize to all of you. We just realized that... The uh, rust we, is evident. Yeah, the rust is evident. We, we've been talking about uh, the 2022 major championships for you know nearly 20 minutes now, only to realize that there was a uh, technical snafu here. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be re-recording uh, some of our takes on the major championships. But you know, to put a bow on what we were talking about before it got cut off, congratulations again brother on the on Thank the new you. gig at Sonoma state excited um i'm very excited for you so let's once again real quickly let's talk about some of these majors for for 2022 we had an yep. unbelievably great major season excited to, to kind of just go over it a little bit with you let's start with the masters um scotty scheffler a dominant performance that's what i'm gonna think of when i think of the 2022 masters is scotty scheffler
1: we're not gonna think about the four putt
0: we're not gonna think about the four putt <laughs> i, I mean dominant victory admittedly i will think about the four putt but that's just a me thing probably just you um but man, for Scotty Scheffler, who's never won a major up to that point, to basically go wire to wire and hold a multi-shot lead on Sunday. Unbelievably impressive. That that's what I'm going to think of when I when I think about this last year's Masters. Uh, I mean, do, do you feel any differently? Ext-
1: extremely poised. Great performance. Yeah.
0: Uh, unbelievable. Tiger making the cut.
1: Unbelievable performance.
0: Unreal. I mean, you were mentioning again, the first time we recorded all this, what his mangled leg looks like. And oh, think about oh. that guy with that leg. Making a cut at a major championship. Still, I I don't know if that's going to be appreciated enough, given the fact. I mean, shit, he made the cut at the very next major too, when he was even more sore. He wasn't coming off how many months of rest, but like, it is fucking crazy yeah. that that guy made the cut. Um, uh, let's jump into the uh, the Southern Hills PGA Championship here. Yep. Um, I was so impressed with that golf course, man. Like I, you I, just I talked cr- about so good. It, like, I, I it was probably you know. I, I do follow golf architecture. You know, I read a lot of stuff. I, so I, I was aware of, you know, a lot of people tell me how great it was ever since Gil Hans redid it. And, you know, as a, as a fan of the fried egg, I've had Andy on this podcast a couple of times, um, you know, watching some of the videos and stuff that he had made. The course looked really good. But man, once the championship started, it's just like, fuck, this place is great.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: What an unbelievable test.
1: Ta- and really jumped up on my, on my, kind of my, my charts
0: and would you this might be a, a debate for a different time but do you feel like when you're watching a professional tournament there's like a sweet spot in terms of like a winning score i've i've heard, I've heard guys I've, i think i heard max homa talk about this on a podcast one time but i mean is there like a range where like golf is at its best when the winning score is in this range
1: i think i think for me to put it in the in the scale i guess a bogey kills you versus a bogey doesn't hurt that bad. Mm-hmm. Like a bogey, as we saw at the Open Championship, kinda really derailed some people. Yes. Cam a bogey, Cam a bo- Smith went bogey free. A bogey at the US Open one by one.
0: A bogey at the US Open typically is manageable because it's just hard to sell everybody's good everybody th- yep. there's not a lot of bogey free rounds anywhere at the US yep. Open, right? Um
1: But like the six under number where it did fall, obviously those guys were gonna make as 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 brutal as the rough was in the Greens bogey was much better than a double yeah and very much so you know it's cliche obviously to say but i do kind of like that honey hole of i guess under single digits Mm -hmm. um to where it's not a fucking boat race and it's just a bunch of 60s and 61s and
0: you don't like watching 36 under win (laughs) uh win a
1: four-day event no i don't these guys are too fucking good
0: (laughs) i i kind of agree with you I, i think for me i always seem to have the most fun and this is not a knock-on this last weekend's Open Championship, yeah. but I, I seem, I feel like I have the most fun when the winning score is somewhere between like 4-under to like 13-under. Yeah, Somewhere in that range where it's like you had to go out and put up at least one really, really good number. To and where if it's par
1: 72 and, and a guy goes four rounds in the 60s, then he really fucking golfed his ball. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh, and I think Southern Hills delivered. I thought JT played incredible. The fact that JT was really the only guy who was there in the mix on Sunday who had the bad draw on Thursday, Friday. I mean, mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler... The hottest player in the world had the bad side of the draw, missed the cut. JT, they said, golf this fucking ball off. Uh, Mate makes the cut, ends up winning. Um, I thought Mito Pereira was a great story. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching him play. I was kind of heartbroken to see him kind of collapse on eighteen Rough the way finish. that he did. Uh, Will Zalatoris, unbelievable, stud. Um, yeah, just a really great championship. Probably, probably my favorite PGA Championship uh, from the past few years. In- you know, including Collin Maracawa's win yep. at uh, Harding, at which Harding. which I loved. Um, yeah, you just kind of ended it there on uh,
1: ended it there on 16. Yeah. You just kind of said, "Sorry, guys, uh, this thing's over." Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I ain't gonna miss the
0: green yeah. on 17. I ain't gonna miss the green on 18. No, it was it was nice to watch. So, yeah. but yeah, that was a great PGA Championship. Um, going on to the U.S. Open. Yep. Again, I, I feel like it, of, I feel a little bit like a goon, like you know, having the same conversation we just had due to our technical error. But like again, now we're just going Cliff Notes version. Yeah, just to just to say, it's like, dude, that golf course was so, so delightfully great. I mean, again, just like Southern Hills, not knowing a whole lot about the golf course, not having seen it since the 99 Ryder Cup, which, again, I was a kid. I wasn't really paying attention to golf in the same way. You know, when I was a kid, I was paying attention on Sundays of all the majors, you know, a couple of major championships here and there. But, you know. Yeah, we were out playing golf, too, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, when you're 11, 12 years old, you'd much rather be out playing than, than yeah, you're watching golf. playing
1: literally, you're playing golf. Or, I mean, we were
0: we were out getting it. And so this is my first time as a, as a true adult golf fan, getting to watch professionals play at the country club in Brookline and, Man, like I said, just the outcrop. Just it's there were so many Scottishy, y -y, quirky elements to that golf course that just made the viewing experience. The blind shots, like I don't remember any of that from '99. I don't. So fun to watch. Like you
1: said, with all the rock
0: outcroppings, and it's yeah. Get back there soon. Get back there soon. Um, the membership, um, did say that it's tough on that membership because their their golf season is so short. And that you know hosting this major championship eats up what at least half of their golf season. Yep. So it, might, it probably was going to be you know if we get to see the U.S. Open at Brookline again, it's probably going to be another dozen plus years. But man, I I'm excited for when that happens because that is that that was a great great venue. Matt Fitzpatrick, a worthy champion. Um, you know not not, not steal your line here, but I mean what you know coming coming down the stretch, did, did, how did you feel about Matt Fitzpatrick, U.S. Open champion?
1: Kind of out of the blue, like we, like we talked about earlier. Just you know the the braces, the Skechers, the 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 new speed he's picked up, which you don't connect with Skechers, um, but very solid. Yeah, um, maybe a little bit. I'm sure he you know, after winning the USAM at at Brookline probably had a lot more European pressure. Sure. Over here, we probably didn't expect a lot out of him just because there's kind of been that. I'd say in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and Tiger in the early 90s, USM champs went on to do pretty great things. Yeah. Now, so, you know, there's been some that have got on tour, some that have won, but some have, you know, just kind of fizzled out. So, to see kind of him... First of all, win a USM and a US Open in the same golf course
0: is... Wild. Pretty fucking cool. I, I think that, uh, man, that that, that kind of arc to the story is just wild. It's like, he just plays great on this one golf, which is funny because during this last weekend's Open Championship, he talked about how, you know, firm and fast kind of links courses really don't fit his playing style. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, for an American to hear, you know, someone from the UK talk about how Lynx golf is not really, their bread and butter. It's kind of like, oh, really? Like, I thought... That, there's a lot more golf over in the UK that's not Lynx golf than there is, you know, the other way around. Um, but, man, to, for, you know, for an Englishman to go in there to a quirky, wild golf course that was actually playing pretty firm, you know, by U.S. Open standards. Yeah. It was just awesome, man. It was really spectacular. Will Zalatoris showed out again for the second straight major. It was just just awesome. Um, and then let's, let's wrap this up with the tournament that actually just uh, concluded here, Boat. Um, the Open Championship, again... I mean, what can you say about the performance by by Cam Smith on Sunday? I think, as you mentioned, Cam Young might have been just as impressive in a very different kind of way. You uh, look at uh,
1: him, Cam Young, uh, Zalatoris; Those guys' performances over the last couple majors. Because
0: Cam Young was right in the mix in the PGA, too.
1: Both those guys, yeah. Cam Young and Zala could have won a major this year. Yeah. Very, very, very easily. Totally, yeah. He finished what? I think Cam Young finished third of the PGA. Mm-hmm. So, good year. Lots of money. Uh, uh, guess how much he got for second place, Kyle? Oh man! At the Open Championship. At the Open Championship. Well, I'm um, second. It's, like it's a million bucks, isn't it? One point four four million. One point four four. Winner got two five. Cam Smith got two five. Man. So between his one point four four. And his third at the PGA, which has to be around a million dollars. Cam's doing pretty good. Probably $2.5 yeah. million in two tournaments ain't bad for a guy who's never won before.
0: God, that's so good. Yeah, dude, both those cams. I mean, really. Dude, I- he like missed Q school in 2019,
1: uh, got temporary stats on Cornferi, Corn uh, Ferry, and now he's like, this guy's going to be on cup teams, and he is going to be well
0: inside the top 30. Um Pretty cool. I, I need I need a serious response from you on this. Yeah. Do you kind of smile and think like this is so fucking goofy when you watch Cam Young with that big ass Major League Baseball logo on his sleeve? It's great. Like, part of me really likes it, but I'm like him. It, like Billy Andre? Is he just a big um, baseball fan? Like, is MLB paying this yeah, man with the, I, that? I, they are for I, sure. I, I mean, you got they definitely are. But like, man, that's just
1: someone else. Someone else uh, used to be sponsored by them too, and he wore big old bucket hat. Um, I think it's 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 guys from the Northeast because their connection to, they're probably close to Cooperstown. Sure. Um, ah, God, I freaking, he's, he's
0: a young guy, but uh, I I'd love seeing the logo on the left sleeve. If I ever make it to the tour boat, you know, I, I think you know I, I don't want to make you pledge here, but I really think that if either of us if something breaks, you know, if the summer of Jess goes extremely well, yeah, and all of a sudden you find yourself another two years from now, you know what? <laughs> I just took a look at my handicap and I'm actually a plus seven right now. I think I'm I think I'm gonna go for it. I, I think we should be making a huge effort to reach out to the PBA, the professional bowler association to be the first guys on tour rocking the, the PBA logo, you know, to really advocating for professional bowling, similar to the way that Cam Young is, is encouraging people to go out and watch Mike and Shohei Otani, and all the other, you know, stars of major league baseball. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, the fact that that's the only other major sports league well, that advertises remember, on like um, a golfer, right? There's no NFL guys. There's well, you no remember
1: Ben Curtis and Payne Stewart were NFL guys. Were they?
0: I, I, I don't remember ben that at all. Ben Curtis
1: and, and Payne Stewart were uh that, that teams in that area where they're at that week on tour wore their gear.
0: I don't remember that at all. Oh
1: he, Ben Curtis was a big NFL guy, so it was Payne Stewart. Absolutely. Man, yeah. oh dude, I'm, yeah, because I was thinking I was like, man, what other
0: sports leagues have yep. uh Man, okay, that's okay, that's that actually is, is great. I I, yeah. I just now know that um any any, NH, any NH, yeah, NHL I seen guys?
1: Any NHL represented hmm. no right. soccer. Um pretty cool though. Okay, yep.
0: there's room for growth. Yep. Um, I guess we are burying the lead, and we're now back to the point where we realize that we've been cut off. So now, yeah. now, now we're back we're in, caught up. Um, you know, as great as Cam Smith played, and as great as Cam Young played, is the storyline that's going to be remembered from this Open Championship going to be Rory? And interesting, I don't think it necessarily should be from a sense that like Rory like blew it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Like, because I mean, I think Cam Smith just went out and got it, and I think that's hopefully what I will remember. Because I don't just I don't, think, I don't think Rory lost. He shot what? Two, shot 70.
1: He shot 2 under on a very gettable golf course where everybody else was hitting the gas pedal. I'm sure he's really kicking himself.
0: He's gutted. He's For sure.
1: He's really kicking himself, but he's got a lot of positive to draw back on. He, you know, he's got a he's got he's got a lot going. You know, yeah. he's kind of the the face of the thing we're going to talk about later for the tour players, so He's got a lot on his plate right now, and he's 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 put a lot on his plate. Yeah. So, but he's gonna that one's gonna that one's gonna sting for quite a while, probably yeah. until he wins the next major.
0: I mean, do you, what What do you think is going through his mind? You know, a couple days post tournament. Do you think he? Because again, I, I don't think he played bad. Really, I thought Rory hit a ton of really good golf shots. Yeah. On Sunday, in fact, I oh, mean, he drove it great. He
1: hit it great. He just he just left a ton out there. That's what I mean. I,
0: I feel like he drove the ball great. His lag putting was really great. It was like when, really, yeah, really good. I, he did. He just he just wasn't hitting it close. I say I feel like he had so many and again, this has been the book on Rory for yeah, you know, how many years now with hey, you get a wedge hand, he's got hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty yards. There's like what a hundred guys on tour that you trust more yeah. to get it inside five feet than Rory, yeah. even though he's like one of the single most talented and players in the whole Zinger world. Singer
1: called it in the middle of the in the middle of the round, he's like, Well, it's pretty evident who I want putting my ball right now, and it's Cam Smith. Yeah. For sure, that was that putting display. He put the up and down on seventeen. Get the fuck out of here! That was so dirty.
0: Like I, I he mean, just again,
1: poured it in, dude. And I think he's a guy's a just a beast mentally.
0: I think people that were watching that tournament for at least like a couple hours over those couple days, it's one of those things where if you play a lot of golf and you follow the sport like we do, you you obviously know how absurd oh. that up and down is. But I I do truly think that eighteen that, too that golf course and that hole specifically is so iconic. And so many people know how many horror stories has been, have been created there that I think even the very casual golf fan she, probably watched that up and down and that made twelve footer on seventy and they were probably like, "Damn!" Even he, I know that's fucking. He impressive. got away with a horrible
1: second shot. Whew, horrible second shot. That
0: was terrible. I mean, that's a, that, that's worse than any approach shot that Rory hit all day.
1: Oh, not even close. That was that was a horrible shot. The guy's just a bulldog. He just refused to make bogey. He just didn't. He didn't make one. The guy refused to make bogey. It's just super. I
0: mean, it's just such an impressive round of golf. From yeah, he span.
1: wasn't. He there was, there was no.
0: I hope it works out. State of mind. It it's, was. I'm gonna go fucking win this thing. Two sixty fours yeah. in the same turn. Like you, should, guy, shot eight under twice in a four day span. That is golfing your ball. Bonkers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. I mean, given that you know, as we're kind of looking at major championship season, putting it you know, kind of in the rearview mirror, um, do. Am I asking too much if I kinda of ask you to sort of give me your preference on how they they stacked up for you in terms of which ones you enjoyed the most, which ones were your favorite? Like of all the majors this year, which one So I'm just now getting back to a regular sleep schedule.
1: <laughs> I I mean, I I love getting up early to watch the open championship. It's one of my favorite things. Probably the first customer each day at Crystals Corner. Get the chocolate old fashioned, it's it's my thing. Now that you know, it's sometimes we would have you know our our tournament the same week, and I would miss it uh, for the PDAG when we're changing states every year. But Mm -hmm. I genuinely so. Short answer, Open Championship is my favorite tournament to watch, and this year was as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, I think year to year, the Masters is always my my favorite golf tournament. But there are, you know, when certain tournaments go to certain places.
1: Yeah, and it helps that we would both been to the old course. I, I
0: think the, the Open Championship this year, I think, ended up being my favorite of this year. Um, Man, maybe the PGA second for me. Just yeah. because I was so impressed with all the guys, the way they were playing down the stretch, the golf course combination, everything. And then, you know, I, tied for third, I'd put the... U.S. Open and uh, and Matt. I mean, it's just such a great major championship. I'd probably just season.
1: go T two on the last three. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm not, I'm never gonna be able to rank Augusta outside of my top three. <laughs> that's <laughs> so really, that's really fair. That's why I gotta go T two.
0: That's what I mean. Like I would say, you know, if we're doing this exercise, you know, every year, right, where we're looking back on the major championships and kind of this like, is oh, kind of like us when we would which, rank our banning courses. Yeah, here. exactly. Like, like you know, I would say Augusta is number one, eighty percent of the time, four yeah. out of five. This just happened to be that one out of five. It's like, dude, they. They play at the open of the fucking old course. I mean yeah. wait, what, what, what I, right how, right. am I supposed to answer anything else? man? You it's can't wild. talk about that. They uh, look at you weird. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. So um all right. So given that we're, you know, a little more crunch for time than we were hoping for, given our little technical snafu, I, I say we just jump right into the meat and potatoes of the, the back half of the podcast. Yeah. Um since we last got to get together in the dojo back uh in the week before the Masters. This, this live golf thing it was has... was pretty much a hypothetical at that point. It was, you know, it was rumored. I mean, guys were talking about... You yeah, know it was all rumors. ...jumping at, you know, the Riviera Week until Alan Shipnuck came out with those quotes from Phil Mickelson, and it yeah. seems like that kind of postponed everything, and I think it gave a lot of people a, a false sense of hope that, ah, yeah, see, it's a joke, it's never going to get off the ground, but, you know, money talks, man. Yes, it does. Money money talks, and uh, it, it does seem as though the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia has... Uh, you know is is not enough of a deterrent for many guys to to cash in and uh you know collect i mean again before we get too far into it i think we can both agree that in the the world of professional sports golfers in general are radically underpaid when you consider how hard they work the hours they put in for their profession and what they do compared to other american professional athletes is that fair i mean when very fair when you got guys you know Eighth, ninth guys on a basketball team playing twelve minutes a game and making twenty five million dollars a year, and then you have some of the best guys on tour. You know their winnings getting capped at four and five million. It just doesn't. Say, now, obviously, this is America. Yeah. Like it depends on how many people are watching your product. There's not nearly as many people watching golf as there are the NBA. So, like, I, I get, I get the economics of it. But I, I'm just saying, from a pure athlete, like, like, and logistics st- standpoint. Yeah, I mean, like golfers. They work so fucking hard. They break their backs, get into all these places every single week, on on their own. It's yep. like so they are compared to other American professional athletes. I do think they are grossly undercompensated for what they're able to do.
1: Well, yeah. If, I mean, if you're looking at the the major sports leagues, right? You say the top 125 players in the MLB are making a fuck ton of money.
0: Top 125
1: players in the NFL are making a fuck ton of money.
0: Juan Soto, future San Francisco Giant, just turned down a contract for $440 million. Top
1: 125 players in the NBA are making a fuck ton of guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. So there's some heated arguments out there. There's a lot of in a lot of my text threads. A couple guys versus the majority. What I try to explain is coming from my background and someone who wanted to play on the PGA Tour and put in so much time for so many years. It'd be really, really hard. And I saw Colton I was talking about it today on actually Pat McAfee show with AJ Hawk. It'd be really hard to turn down 90 or $100 million. A
0: hundred percent. And I, and again, somebody that's,
1: that's you're setting up your family for five, six, seven, ten 10 generations. That, like that's generational wealth to where you just make money on your money. Um, that, for a guy that's maybe got a couple young kids, and maybe went through a bad stretch, in the in the spring and is hanging around the one twenty five number. I, like I get like what Taylor, you know Taylor Gooch was playing well, but you know some and you, you get these like young kids, and you, you know recent USAM winners I, or the guy Puig from uh, Puge from Arizona State. It's like. I get why Pat
0: Perez took th- it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Pat Perez and Phil, but like they, he was saying, if, if Phil would have just said, okay, guys, I'm 51, financially, this makes a
0: ton more sense for me to do this. I don't really think anybody would have taken much of an issue if Phil had just come out and said that. Pat Perez, I mean, a lot of people would have been like He had no filter, and he's, he
1: put it very, you know, that guy's grinding to keep his card. And someone's going to offer him this amount of guaranteed money, just like all these other professional athletes get in their contract, guaranteed money. So that I understand that. I understand people having an issue where they're getting the money from too. Sure. But it's, it's at the end of the day, it's we're a pretty capitalist uh, country. Um, it's hard to turn down guaranteed money. It really is. Oh Yeah.
0: And I think you know at the the people that are condemning this, you know, the fans that are like, "How could you do that?" I not only do like I get where they're coming from, and honestly, ethically, morally, like, and I agree with what they're coming. I I I, I don't love that a lot of these guys are getting paid by you know a government yeah. that's essentially using them to say, "Hey, don't look over here. Look at all this cool ass shit that we're providing yeah. to everybody. Like, you know, don't pay no attention to the yeah. you know." All, Obviously, we, don't, we need to get it, but yeah, I don't love that. But also, I think if any of us are being honest with ourselves, and said, "Hey, if somebody's offering you this much money, you know that it's not coming from a great place," but there's nothing illegal about yeah. it. Like, I dare you to turn it down. I, th- I, mean, I just, I think there's going to be very, very few people that decide to pass on the money. All these people, all these people can say, "Oh, I'm not taking dirty money,"
1: right? And we'll use that term loosely. D- d- dirty money. We're not going to take dirty money. I think when that money's in front of you on a table, that's probably, very tough. Probably a much harder call.
0: It's very tough. Now this is where I will come. You know, I will come back and say it as somebody who, again, unless something breaks and all of a sudden I find myself at a plus seven here in a couple of years, yeah. Which I'm, I'm going to put it low odds. Yeah, very low. Um, it's never going to be an, an option for me, so yeah. I can I can speak. You know, critically and yeah, I I think it's a a bummer now. We've been talking about this podcast for how many years, man? About how the PGA Tour has to fix a lot of stuff. Yeah, like how I mean, hey, watching fifty, seventy-two hole stroke play events every year gets very monotonous. Yeah, it gets a little boring. Like there's a lot. And there's so many great things that the PGA Tour could have and still can do to make it a far more interesting product that captivates people to want to watch on a week to week basis. Um, but. To have so so many of these unbelievably talented golfers go and play what I'm still considering to basically be glorified exhibition matches and, um
1: yeah i'm with you
0: it's uh it's it's just sad it's like i i, I want i want to watch the best guys that play true. in very competitive yeah, settings still, they, and
1: they have to find a way to kind of merge somewhat to where the best players are still trying to beat the best players yeah um because I don't know, there's but, no, there's no other league like Oh, some of these guys might, what's like, going to go play, uh, you know, professional basketball in like Italy or Australia or China where the, you know, where they, they're, they're competitive, but their best players come over here and they're, they're not all Luka Doncic.
0: Correct. Yeah. There's exactly. a
1: lot of guys that are pretty mediocre in the NBA that were stars and like, I want to see the, be- and that's what called no said too. I want to see, I still want to be able to see the best players competing against each other. And if that's
0: going to, if it's going to be a choose one type thing, then that's really bad for the game. It's terrible for the game, and, and, and granted, it seems like we're still going to get an opportunity to see that at the majors at least for a few more years. Hopefully,
1: I mean these guys got to get together. Not? They got to they they got to get together and figure it out. Because if there's people say like Cam Smith who goes to the live supposedly next week, if you're telling me I can't watch that guy play in the majors, devastated.
0: But you know what though? I mean, obviously you've heard the reason that it would probably be a good time for Cam Smith to jump to live. You know, according to his team, who he's – man, that was such a chicken shit answer at his press conference afterwards.
1: All the guy wanted to do was pipe beers at that point. I'm going to give him a pass on that. Which is totally – and honestly,
0: I wish he would have been like, honestly, man, like, no comment. That would have been better for me. Uh, The, the, you know, deferring all, you know, responsibility to his team, that that was lame. But anyway, I I guess, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, I think a really good way to gauge, like, how you truly feel about this is – Let's say you went to a live golf event. Let's yeah. say you were up in Portland last, yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago, and you are going to the event. Would you be jabbing or heckling anybody at all out there or making any kind of like I, – I, you know, that's obviously been super prevalent.
1: I wouldn't in- because apparently the security is pretty tight. I mean, you guys ship now. Can't even get an interview to Phil. Third leg Greg is not uh, – They, not, uh, <laughs> they like- wrote a book together. So, th- I mean, that was pretty funny that that text message
0: sequence... You can't have the media badge on. Where he's, we, 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 where we won't, we won't is, register as media. We'll just be old he's casual He's texting fans. Greg,
1: and Greg goes, I hadn't heard of it, but he's standing right behind him the watching, whole time. Watching
0: it, like literally watching Alan... That Pittman. was
1: it's, hilarious. That was, I mean...
0: I, again, like, it's tough for me to take Greg Norman seriously yeah. right now anyway. And then when that little thing came out at that first uh, event at Centurion, I was like, this guy's such a fucking jag. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> that was That was funny. Oh, it's just... I. I don't know. I do feel like if I if I was at a live golf event, not in a media capacity, it's yeah. just purely as a fan, I would find it hard not to – I don't I don't think I'd be – I wouldn't be saying – I wouldn't be yelling profanities or anything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, to me, having given this a lot of thought over the last couple of months because I'm really bummed with the way this is going where it seems like Liv's only getting more and more momentum and it seems like they're going to get more and more guys and it just, you know – at what point it's like, hey, if they have $5 billion to throw at these golfers, are they just going to be able to basically buy all these guys to the point where 75% of the top 100 is in this one tour? It's like, yeah, go have fun with your 25 guys where three-quarters of the top players in the world are all over here. Like, And it becomes undeniable. I'm, I'm a little worried that that's the way that it's trending, the way they're just kind of slowly poaching Yeah, I think they've had agreements with these guys locked in for a while, and they've systematically planned it out to just have it be constantly in the The... news. Whether just a player here, a player here, a player here, a player here, just to give them the you know the sense they just have all this kind of crazy momentum. And for me, thinking about it, watching it, it's just like it. it made me think a little bit of uh, (laughs) my cousin Mark. All right, so like you, you, you're you're very. (laughs) Oh, it was great to catch. And so yeah, we we have this big fantasy football league. All right, that we've been in for 15 years. And one of the guys quit, you know, two years ago. Like, our good friend Don Schmidt. Mm -hmm. He quit a couple years ago because he couldn't take... He couldn't handle Mark just giving him shit all the time. (laughs) And the reason was, is, you know, he was the treasurer of this fantasy football league. Our cousin Pat was the commissioner. And Pat would, you know, say something or want to collect money. And, you know, Don would be like, hey, guys, like, for real. Like, let's just... Like, let's not argue about this. Let's just get this done. Yeah. And Mark... Just started to, you know, this thing where, you know, every time Don would uh, comment in either like a, a, a setting we were all together on a thing, you just hear Marf go, Mark going, ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> Mark, Mark goes the old commissioner's lap dog. And was, it's just like, ooh, man, that is, that's biting. And it, it finally got to Don where he just, he just after, after years of just being called the commissioner's lap dog, he's just like, I fucking had it. I quit. And I bring that antidote up because that's kind of what I start thinking about with these players and that like, they're kind of like Saudi Arabia, the crown prince's lap dogs, right? Where it's like they're not really there to hunt. They're not really. They're just there to look phenomenal. Yeah. They're there just to be like, hang out. I want to be able to show show you off to people. Let you know that you're kind of mine. Yeah. Um. You're, there's no. There's no fighting. There's no. You know, playing. You know. There's no. There's no I don't know. There's just. You're not gonna be running free the way that you would have been going out and competing, but it just, you need to just kind of be here when I need you, look good, and just, that's what I'm paying you for. I'm paying you really well for it, so you don't fucking complain. Yeah. And so, deal with it. And the fact that there's so many of the best players of the world that are in that situation, where they're kind of just being really well compensated to not be as competitive as possible at the apex of their athletic careers, bums me the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, that's one of the big things is oh they already got the money there's no reason for them to grind still
0: but then you can make the counter argument that hey so what happens in all those other professional sports when those guys get guaranteed contracts do they just mail it in and hey in a lot of situations you could actually say yeah they do mail it in they don't try nearly as hard after they get after they get the bag you know like yeah there there is that i mean but there are so many guys that do get the guaranteed contracts and like they're fucking and those quick.
1: are team sports so if, if they start to coast their teammates get on their ass.
0: Exactly. And I think that is the big difference in the guaranteeing contracts is the team versus the individual sport dynamic. Yeah.
1: And the live is trying to make it a team thing, but it's like they could get two shits about 750. They're trying to win the four mil. Right. If they win the extra 750, it's a cherry on top. A lot of these guys, we don't know how much they signed for, but it's uh, like I said, I think it's just going to keep coming back to as us as golf fans. We still want to be entertained. We still want to see the best playing the best. And, I really hope this isn't a competitive drain to where the PGA Tour is half PGA Tour players and half Corn Fairy Tours. Which, mm-hmm. this being said, I do think the Corn Fairy Tour is the second best tour. I, I think would, the, I I think would the, agree. I think the amount of competition, the guys that are coming out and winning immediately...
0: Cam Young was on in, the Corn Fairy Tour, what, year and a half ago?
1: Day in, day out, I think are much deeper than the DP World Tour. Yeah, so I totally agree. There's going to be new names, but... I. I I just hope the in the history too. Like I wanna be able to see these old guys who won three or four majors. I wanna see Dustin Johnson still competing in majors when he's fifty eight. As long and as loose as he his swing is and as far as Same. he hits it. He's very fillish to me. Yeah. I still wanna see that. That's for me, that's when I started watching golf is you got all his old timers like Tom Watson making a run at fifty nine years of age. If Dustin I, Johnson wins you know what I mean?
0: I'm still curious like what is Paulina going to wear out to the 18th grade? Yeah.
1: What, what, what is she going to wear? I'm still curious. I just want to see... Yeah, it's... They need to get it figured out. They need to come to a common ground to where at least if there's going to be, say... And, you know, PGA Tour already joined, basically out of necessity with the DP World Tour to kind of mm-hmm. hold a front. Um. But there still needs to be the big tournaments, obviously the majors, the players... The WGCs, the Memorials, the APIs, I still want to see the best players in the world able to play in those tournaments. Yeah. That's very important because like you said, you know, there's 50 events in a year.
0: It's a lot of events.
1: It does seem like it gets a little diluted. Okay. It's really hard to get up for the 3M Open in Minnesota. Um. Obviously, in that area, it's a huge thing because the money it brings in. Um, it's, believe it or
0: not, it's a huge golf area. Yeah,
1: very popular sport in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, those, those upper mid Upper Midwest kids, when summer, when spring, summer, and fall rolls around, they don't fuck around. Oh, when they get <laughs> they, when, <laughs> they they are capitalizing. When they, they, on that when they warm see weather. the snow melt, oh, they are ready weather. to get absolutely. it on. Absolutely.
1: So, but for us, you know, us guys, you know, as, as viewers out here on the west coast, it's like maybe we go to the, maybe we, we go to the coast Yeah, <laughs> you know no but yeah I, I, maybe I, we go to tahoe i completely agree
0: i i completely agree and uh yeah i mean whatever the current format is for the pga tour and the way they've been doing it for years and years like you said with just too many tournaments for the you know even really big golf fans to care about i mean serious diehard golf fans you know which i, I think you'd at, at very least put us on the fringes of and say that yeah. we're, i mean we host a fucking golf podcast for Christ's yes. sake. um I don't know what like I think the amount of golf tournaments that I really want to watch a year is probably like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, I would really like to watch fifteen tournaments a year.
1: The cup event, uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs,
0: probably mainly yeah. the last one. I mean, here's the here's what's crazy: the team concept that the Live you know Live Tour is implementing and it's changing which, every week, right? Well, here's the thing: they so it's not really a team. They 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 are going to keep teams. They. It's it's so complicated. Yeah, is, it, is, it like like they, they is it a keeper dra- league? Is it a keeper league? They drafted certain teams, but they have certain teams that they're putting. It's like maybe Don Schmidt knows
1: if it's a keeper league. Well, yeah,
0: when when Cam Smith joins Live, which again I'm not reporting that. Like I, you know, yeah. not that I would have access to that yeah. information anyway. But um, if Cam Smith joins and say Adam Scott joins, you know, and Mark Leishman joins, they've already earmarked a team for the Aussies. All Aussies. They'll be an Aussie team. Yeah, and and they've they've kind of like they've is already that through the rest of the year or just for one event. It'll be once they have all the guys that they're planning on getting. So then is the teams this a t- is this
1: type of deal where you got a roster and you're like, "Hey, sorry, you fucking played like shit last week, you ain't playing?" No. Cuz are they at 48 like are people joining and then coming back and then
0: leaving or I think they're uh, the I don't know if they have a taxi squad. You know, I'll have to ask yeah. Don Schmidt about that. I'll, I don't know yeah. if, they, if the roster allows for a taxi squad, but um yeah, I I don't know how it works given that the field is capped at 48. Um I do know that as more top guys join those guys that were on the fringes are going to get the boot, whether or not they're like the kind kids of the just term pro. Yeah. Whether or not they're just like on standby with yeah. live. I mean, here's the thing. Everybody that's playing on live is getting be like some to sort see, of guarantee money. I'd like to money, see right?
1: how those guys' contracts were structured. Man, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. yeah. Can they go play? Like, is can, this a,
1: is this a per start guaranteed or you're My, this my much? guess you're... is
0: because of live's association with the Asian tour, that those guys that are on the fringes, they will still have access to go play any Asian tour events that they want. And, you know, I was hearing, I think I was hearing the No Laying Up guys talking about this on Sunday where, you know, it's so funny because so many of these guys who are going to live, you know, have cited, hey, I want to still make as much money as possible and I want to spend more time with my family. Like, I want to play less golf. That's legit. And, which is totally legit. But then a lot of these same guys who are citing, they want to play less golf, like Paul Casey and some other people are now talking about, well, hey, if they're not going to give us world ranking points. For playing in these live golf series, let's start going and playing some of these Asian tour events. And if we yeah. get enough of the top guys going to play those events, then we'll get enough world rankings points where you know they're gonna. You know, we're, we're still gonna. And be that's able to the qualify. big wrinkle
1: thing, right? That's like the World Golf Championships are just on world, world golf ranking. So yeah, the ball is really in. And the guy was kind of being cocky about it. From the RNA, he's like, "I'm actually on the committee for the official World Golf Ranking." Well, that's points. Things,
0: like, dude, the, the official World Golf Ranking points. It's basically. The RNA has a seat, Augusta has a seat, uh the USGA has a seat, and the PGA uh, of America. The PGA of America has a seat, and like it's basically all the guys that don't want to see Live succeed. They all have a say. And whether they get world records points, whether that should be the case or not. But I mean, really, up until Live started, yeah. I guess you could kind of argue there wasn't a reason like, why those guys wouldn't have some sort of an impact on it, right? They're kind of the they're 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 I, controlling I think, I
1: think they're I think their thing that's kinda of like their safety blanket for these people on this committee is you're playing a 54-hole event,
0: and it, there is rules in the official World Golf Ranking thing that says there that has to be 72-hole stroke play events to kind of qualify, get the points. Um, and there has there's a bunch of other criteria that the the live tournaments would need to meet in order to start getting World Rankings points, and they're missing several. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's uh, it's not there's no opens there's no way for people to openly qualify for any of them. That's a huge, you know, issue with them getting the world rankings points. Like you said, fifty-four holes, going to be an issue. So, I, I, I'm very curious if you know, once Liv gets these guys in the door, they've paid them. It's like, hey, you made the you made the money that you wanted to come make. We're adapting. You know, we're we're figuring this out. I mean, they really they're figuring this out on the fly. Yeah. Liv is. I mean, the whole team concept that they're utilizing is something they stole from the Professional Golf League, the PGL, who they were actually partnered with originally. So. The PGL, which was this, you know, we've been talking about this last couple of years, was a an upstart league that wasn't necessarily trying to challenge the PGA Tour. They were trying to position themselves as a complement to the PGA Tour, where maybe they had like a section of the season in the fall that would go to team golf, right? Make it a little easier for these guys, mm-hmm. not so much traveling around, and, you know, kind of add some variety in the, in the PGA to their detriment. And and this is where, again, I, I've heard some people talk about, you know, Jay Monahan's. Rolling all this, and I, I think it was Todd Schuster, Tr- Tron Carter, with up, uh with the no laying up guys. Like, he should be fucking fired. The fact that there was all this stuff, there was rumors about Liv, the Saudi government, and Jay wouldn't take a call. He Wouldn't he refused to, you know, entertain the PGL or do any this kind of stuff like that. And only after his face is in the mud is he trying to scramble to figure things out. And I I don't disagree with them actually on that point. And even yeah. though it's a players run league, I think their their leadership really dragged their feet on this way longer than it was than than they should have and I agree. now they're paying part of the price but to get back to it is that this team format was the PGL's idea and originally the PGL was partially funded by the sovereign wealth fund and all of a sudden when people learned that the PGL was financed by these guys a lot of sponsors started taking exception and so the PGL said okay fine we know we've actually got a great idea let's find some other funding And once we can secure that funding, we'll, you know, we'll we'll make it work. We want to work with the PGA Tour. We we -hmm. we don't want to like just blow professional golf. And as soon as they basically turned down this, you know, the wealth fund's money, they were like, "Well, fuck that. We're gonna pay for the whole thing. All this really needs to work is money anyway. We'll figure the rest out later." So they just poached. They basically have a bastardized version of what the PGL because the PGL was actually gonna have the king where it was gonna be like. Other professional sports show where there was actual owners gotcha. of the teams and that had sponsors. It was going to be. I don't watch a lot of Formula One, but the way it's been described to me is it would oh, okay. be very Formula One ish. Gotcha. From a team perspective, um, and the PGL is basically just doing kind of a ch- shittier version of that because again, they just wanted to get this thing going. They're like, "We have all the money in the world. we we'll, you know, we can figure it, enough. We throw enough money at this, we'll figure it out." Yeah. And to their credit. They have been doing it. I mean, my dad was up visiting my sister last month. It was like, I have to just go see. Yeah. What the fuck this is about? So I, I you know, my dad got to go to the live event in Portland, and when I asked, him, I was like, "Hey, so is it weird?" He's like, "Honestly, man, like, it's pretty good. It's a pretty like I've decently good viewing experience. Like, I, I've I watched
1: covered on on YouTube, and it's like shot, shot, shot." shot it's so shot, like dude shot, no commercial shot, golf is shot, so fucking shot. nice so much golf. <laughs> so jerry, fucking jerry nice. Foy, uh jerry foley's a familiar voice from the golf channel so
0: no moss though right uh, now they got their our boy dave faraday coming in the mix well t- i
1: don't i don't know if they're they're gonna like you know you don't think they'll put faraday D- in the booth i don't know if they'll share um well it's like how many booths do you have because it's a shotgun start yeah so it's fair yeah uh interesting we'll see
0: um
1: i don't know it's I don't think Fultz would uh, sign on for one event or two events.
0: Yeah, probably not. Uh, what, what do you think about the the crop of guys they've recruited so far? Is this to me? This actually, if you were going to ask me which guys were gonna were gonna jump, a lot of the guys that have are guys that I probably would have guessed.
1: I'm kind of surprised by Dustin Johnson. Um, okay,
0: interesting. I, I was when not... I heard
1: how much he got, then I was like, okay, but he's still one of the top players in the world, and on any given week can win a tournament. Doesn't matter what tournament it is. Um, now that they're getting up and comers like Cam Smith, that is,
0: that will be the single most shocking one. That's a big boy. Yeah. If they get Cam Smith, that's the first one i will be like, fuck this is.
1: And we could all see Brooks kind of on the decline.
0: I, if Brooks, if Brooks had won a fifth major in the last 24 months, do you think he goes to live?
1: I don't know. And we'll, we'll never know because it just doesn't look like he's.
0: He doesn't look right. Doesn't look like he Hasn't looked right at, for a while.
1: Working out like he was before. He doesn't look hungry at all. I, I
0: think they were able to get Brooks at a very vulnerable point in his career where he was like, "Fuck, maybe." Where he
1: he kind of just was like, "Fuck, okay."
0: Um I don't know, that Bryson did not shock me.
1: Not uh yeah, coming off the injury I don't know. You know, being from Fresno, going to college at SMU Kind of that all American always wearing American flag stuff. That one I was kind of shocked at. But he's an outside the box thinker too, right? So you were and so you were equally shocked by yeah, by P Reed going that, as well. P, yeah, P. Reed. Um, you know, his game isn't what it used to be. Um Yeah, you know, you're starting to see see a theme with a lot of these guys that are honestly, I think they're hoping that their lawyers can can keep them eligible. In yeah. these other I think a lot of these guys are taking a flyer on their lawyers I really do
0: for sure i again i not not to this gets into every section but I, I do just kind of want to ask your two cents on this because part of this almost feels you know a little political and i think you know that's the whole reason that people have a problem mm-hmm. with the, the live tours it, yeah. it's, it's the political aspect of it um i I was not shocked by dustin Johnson just because as soon as before they had any players and they announced the venues the fact that all the Trump properties were highly featured, you yeah. know, that several Trump properties were going to be, and then you know, involved. And then, if you follow Dustin Johnson and Pauline on Instagram, you notice they they're very very cozy with the Trumps. Mm-hmm. They, they they spend a lot of time at uh, yep. at Doral and everything like that. So when he jumped, I was like, well, Trump's a big part of this thing. He's you know, and yeah, that that seems like it makes sense. Like you know, if he's you know, if he's tied with Trump, then and what? Trump
1: obviously does not like the PGA Tour. So,
0: no, and Trump had some wild quotes today. Yep. He had some wild quotes today, which actually, as we're going to get and wrap this thing up, I'll, I'll share some of those Trump quotes. But then, you know, just to finish my thought, is that it does seem like, and I think there's, it's obviously not the case, but do you get the sense that like a lot of the guys that have gone to live versus a lot of guys that have stayed on the PGA tour seem like they probably very much sit on one side of the political spectrum versus the other? I would say so. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I kind of yeah. got
0: that feeling, you know, just following the guys and kind of the way they've talked about, you know, off-course stuff over the years and whether they've jumped. It, it was just a small observation that I had. Um, but we're talking about Trump's comments were wild yeah, today. Uh, to quote, all of those golfers that remain, quote, loyal to the very disloyal P.J. God, the guy is just a yeah. fucking wordsmith. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible. <laughs> In all of its different forms, will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with live comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from pga officials who are making millions of dollars a year if you don't take the money now you will get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were yeah i don't see a merger ever happening
1: i see something <laughs> i think i think something's got to happen
0: i would actually not be a po like I've, the the other quote that I'm going to share with you before we we sign off here, uh, who I actually thought was probably the person I agree with most uh, that I've heard from the professional players was Patrick Harrington, had a that really, did some really just succinct direct comments kind of on everything. Um, actually, no, I'm, I'm just going to share those real quick right now yeah. for you. And so, Patrick, when he was uh, questioned about this, I think it's like two weeks ago. Patrick's quote was. And I'm going to really fight the urge to do any kind of an Irish accent here. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I actually don't have any problem with the guys who have gone to live. Uh, They're going to go and do their thing. Everybody's got to make their own choices, but you make a choice. You make your bed, you sleep in it. That's it. It was very clear that the guys who didn't go, especially guys who could have gone, who possibly would have had offers on the table, they've taken a big, you know, somewhat of a financial risk and they made a big decision not to take the money. The guys that have gone, there was an incredible amount of money on the table. And there's really no other reason that you would sign there. That's it, money. No other reason. Yeah. It's not going to make the golf better. It's not going to make. It's not going to do anything that they could have done playing anywhere else. They've gone for the money, and there's great money on the table. I mean, like I don't understand what the big. You know, they're professional golfers, and everybody has got to make that decision. I have no problem with those guys. They're going to remain my friends. I certainly have no issue with what they've done. It was very, but it was very, very clear that there would be severe sanctions for anybody that went to live but I honestly don't judge the guys that went for the money it's a pretty good offer and then kind of paraphrase like look the only thing that I think is weird is how all these guys knew that if they go there are going to be consequences the guys that went took the money and then are crying wolf about this is unfair this is unjust like like that's the only part that he had any kind of an issue with and I actually I think that's where I ended up on all this is that like I'm bummed that they went but I'm not like mad at any of those guys
1: I'm not mad at them. We're we're Uh, not in their shoes. I I don't
0: sports hate them the way that I hate like a lot of Dodgers players growing up or anything. I I don't. I don't sports hate those guys, but I just think it's kind of silly that they were very, very aware of what was going to happen at some point.
1: Greg Norman, Norman and his attorneys are telling their agents and the players' attorneys, "Hey, there's never been a precedent, especially like the Phil and Dustin guys are going. You guys have lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour. Lifetime exemption." Like Tough if someone, to fight, someone, someone, if someone like broke down that in court, and I guarantee there's a lot of, there's so to a certain extent they had to know that they were taking a chance. But I guarantee a lot of these managers who are getting a piece of the money they get are going no, there's there's no way the PGA Tour is not going to be able to allow you to play in tournaments. You're a lifetime member. So, but there's a lot. I would love to see, you know, the guy that just follows the uh, the Monday qualifiers. I would love to see someone start a Twitter account who just follows the attorneys of these guys that went to Live. That would that actually be riveting? So that Twitter feed that would be would be unbelievable. Yeah, that would
0: be really really good, because
1: um, they are busy busy busy.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's funny, man. With all this kind of stuff like that, it really seems like a lot of us are just. I, one of the biggest turnoffs for the Live stuff, aside from where the money's coming from, is the kind of the fact that it's so obvious yeah. that it's it's the money the money. And yet, like, so many of them, not named Pat Perez, are there to grow the game. they just think, a great opportunity. It's do like, you think all I think these, a lot of people are like, you're insulting my fucking intelligence. Like, like, you like talked I, I don't, about, like, I, I don't You talked about, much. like,
1: all this has been put in place and it's just, okay, you're going to announce then, you're going to announce then. But I, do you think they're like, well, Phil, you've had no problem putting your fucking foot in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you're our guy. <laughs> like, you're our guy. When the dust settles, someone's going to start the argument. Okay, maybe you know, how did the PGA Tour come up with this extra $160 million? Right? Maybe you're the you're the guy. And that's what Phil came out. He said he was doing it for the players. So maybe at some point down the road, Phil's gonna be like, You guys fucking owe me.
0: Yeah, right? dude, honestly, I hope Phil is Cause he looks like a fucking ghost on the golf course now, dude. I, that's exactly what I was. His like. aura on the that golf was gonna course was going to be the last thing I was going to. I was like, when you, when I've watched Phil these last two tournaments, like he shit, looks fucking guilty to be there. I've never seen anybody look less happy or like he looks so out of place for the guy who always had the most charisma and for the guy the that looked like he, he
1: by far was the person that belonged most. Now he has flipped the coin and he's the exact opposite. He looks like he doesn't fucking belong on a golf course
0: right now. Phil is a lifelong alpha. That is just radiating bait energy.
1: He's all fuck. All my sponsors are gone. I ain't gonna fucking shave shit. How about how's my beard look? <laughs> right.
0: By the way, how great was it him wearing the master's vest, the, yeah. like to tee off on the first hole at the first event, and then taking it off and switching? Like, I what is going through Phil's head right now? I'm so Dude, he might be in a
1: bad spot mentally. <sighs> Financially, he's golden, but mentally, he might be just McScrooge. just fucking fucking swimming his fucking you, pool I'll, of gold. I'll pool. tell you
0: what, man, I am really. I will be very curious to read the tell all that comes out in twenty years from now. Oh God. When he's retired, he actually can finally be super open and honest about everything that's happening for uh, like this last two years and and there's so much that
1: goes on. I wish everyone was just honest to begin with on every party. It would be the players, the PGA tour, live golf. Like I, I, I just wish everything would just be unsealed. Unsealed and just fucking let us let us see the facts.
0: I think that can we can we wrap this up saying honesty is the best policy. Yes,
1: just be transparent. I think us as golfians like be a lot
0: less arguments yeah.
1: amongst friends. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It'd be so great defending angles and positions. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we've got a lot more live golf stuff that uh, I had on the you know the note sheet for day again with our little yeah. technical snafu. We didn't get to uh, get to all of it, but it happens. Um, you know now get, that now that the major season is over and we're getting broke back out the WD forty, get that yeah, rust off. We're, we're getting to the rust off. We're, we're gonna get back into it. I'm sure we'll talk. I mean that's the thing from every podcast that we're doing from now on, it's going to be impossible for live, not to come up at some point in the discussion. I, I no, mean, it, I mean it, it,
1: especially the, the slow weeks like this one, it's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely dominating Twitter. Yeah. It's dominating. It's Twitter. dominating the world of
0: golf. Yeah. You know, it's just like for, and again, for people that are, you know, neck deep in it like you and I, yeah. um, oh, sorry, twitter.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's just uh, yeah, man, there's just no, there's no avoiding it. It's, it, 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 it it permeates every aspect of professional golf right mm-hmm. now. And and that thing is like even when you're out like not playing when you're just out casually playing golf. Yeah. I mean, the chances somebody if you get paired up with a random, you know, at the golf course, what are the chances they ask you some sort of liver related question?
1: Exactly. It's going to be a very 80%. interesting next 2 to 5 years very interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. the the landscape is going to going
0: to shift. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, now, no, my friend, we, I, I had I had so much other stuff I wanted to get, get, you know right. co- cover with you today, but you know what? Hey, give us a great excuse to roll it back tomorrow. Um, I'm going to tease this a little bit. Uh, this is probably the second-to-last podcast that we'll be doing on this feed under the current name. There's going to be a slight—Boat uh, and I will still be here. Uh, there's going to be a slight programming shift probably next month uh we may or may not you know i'll keep you guys a little suspense may not be a, an updated name uh for the feed golf guide is not going anywhere golf guide is, is still going strong golf guide will still be very much a part of this podcast Maybe be the name i don't know maybe we won't change the name who knows we'll keep, to be determined keep you guys in limbo um but nothing's going to change this feed is still going to be active we're going to have podcasts on here uh, this is where me and boat will be talking golf and who the fuck else knows what else but exactly uh on that note boat Good to see you again, good be back. Good to be yeah, back. I got to tell you, your form is great. It, it feel like the dobok is tight. You know, it's feeling, it's feeling good. The belts. You know, I mean, it's ready just to go. Good to be back in the dojo with you, man. You too, buddy. All right, bud. Until next time, everybody. Adios. Take care.